Welcome back, Free Rocky Nation, and today I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to go off the cuff, no script until later. Like, I'm going to go back and make a transcript. Like I said last podcast, I have been doing a lot of work and catching up. I am starting to open some mail from April. Yes, I know. Terrible of me, but I'm opening up mail from April and catching up. What I read today on April 16th of this year, 2021, The decision to deny my dad's no-soy diet was solidified into law. This is case number 2-17-CV-02010-CSB. cv The judge is Colin Bruce. I have the actual decision here in front of me. There are so many things wrong with this decision. I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to break away from the reading to explain why there are so many things wrong. All right, so I'm going to start on page two because the um, first page is just a summary of who's involved, okay? So uh, my dad, obviously, is the plaintiff, and then he has Michael Dempsey listed as a defendant, okay? And obviously, in a lawsuit, you have to serve the correct defendant. And as I'm reading this decision, you will see why that becomes a problem. Paragraph number one, page two, it says, Harris has hypothyroidism, which means his thyroid gland does not produce enough essential hormones. We're going to stop right there because this is problem number one. My father does not have hypothyroidism. I want you to listen to the verbiage I'm using. He does not have hypothyroidism. He has the disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Hashimoto's thyroiditis is an autoimmune disease where the white blood cells attack the thyroid hormones. He has hypothyroidism as a symptom. Hypothyroidism is a symptom of Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's can go both ways. It can cause you to be hypo. Thyroid. It can cause you to be hyperthyroid. It can cause you to not have any symptoms. It goes either direction. It does what it wants. It's autoimmune. It just depends on if the immune system has a spike. Hypothyroidism, by definition, is when you have low thyroid hormone in your bloodstream because your thyroid gland does not make enough thyroid hormones. That's, by definition, what hypothyroidism is. That presents a problem for Hashimoto's patients. Okay, and we're going to get into that. But my father does not have hypothyroidism as a disease. He has Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So let's get into the next part. Um, So I'm going to move down to paragraph three on page two. When Harris moved to Danville Correctional Center in 2016, the prison fed him regular meals. Doctors used periodic blood tests to monitor his thyroid, and he received a daily synthetic hormone for his condition. Let's pause right there. Let's go back up to paragraph two. Harris previously had a soy-free diet. When he was housed at another prison in 2008, a physician prescribed a no-soy diet for him after blood tests revealed abnormal hormonal levels. This is a problem because the hormones that were abnormal are not specified in this lawsuit. That is key, people. That is key. That proves the difference between Hashimoto's thyroiditis and hypothyroidism. When Harris changed prisons, a different doctor at the prison, it doesn't specify that, but I'm specifying that for clarification, a different doctor extended the order noting his hypothyroidism. Then, at another prison in 2013, a doctor rejected Harris's request 
for a soy-free diet as not medically necessary. An assistant warden granted it anyway as, quote, an administrative move, end quote, that had, quote, nothing to do with the doctor's order, end quote. I'm going to move to page three. Okay. At the bottom of page three, it says his arguments against other prison officials are unavailing. First, no admissible evidence suggests that the healthcare unit administrator ordered that Harris not receive the soy-free diet. That's where I was talking about Dempsey being the defendant being a problem because that would be the healthcare unit administrator. Okay. But that is not the person who canceled my father's soy-free diet. Okay. The doctor that canceled it is not listed. No one takes responsibility for canceling my father's no soy diet at Danville Correctional Center in 2016. Also, when it says the prison fed him regular meals, they mean the regular prison food, which is laced with soy. If you go back to my soy podcast, where I talk about how soy is in the prison diet and how much of it and how it's not even recommended. It's it's like 10 times the amount the USDA recommends for daily safe consumption in the United States. So they're feeding my dad soy. They're, they took him off the no soy diet and they're feeding him soy on purpose. Then they're taking his blood. Okay, so this is what paragraph three says. When Harris moved to Danville Correctional Center in 2016, the prison fed him regular meals. Doctor used Doctors used periodic blood tests to monitor his thyroid and he received daily a synthetic hormone for his condition. That would be a synthetic thyroid hormone. Nonetheless, Harris told one doctor that he had an allergy-like reactions to soy, that soy exacerbated his thyroid condition, and that he wanted a soy-free diet. So he's being given this synthetic hormone, and he's being fed the regular prison soy-laced diet. So here's the problem with that. All the symptoms that my dad listed that were documented, but not specified in the lawsuit, uh, but were documented in his medical files, those are all symptoms that are present with Hashimoto's. They're saying he's receiving the synthetic hormone, the synthetic thyroid hormone, he's eating the soy, and they're trying to say he's fine, but he's clearly experiencing the symptoms of Hashimoto's thyroiditis. How can you say he's fine while also documenting Hashimoto's symptoms? Those two things don't even jive, but here they are plainly stated in the lawsuit decision. This doctor reviewed Harris's medical records and blood tests after observing that his thyroid condition was well-managed and relying on medical literature stating that a person with well-controlled hypothyroidism does not require a soy-free diet. The doctor, again not named, denied Harris's request. So we have the first, we have the doctor canceling the soy-free diet. We have the doctor not named. And then we have the medical test and the medical literature. Okay, let's talk about the medical test and the medical literature. Here's the problem. First of all, soy is a known irritant to any person with a thyroid illness. More so, soy binds itself to level thyroxine, the synthetic thyroid hormone that is in the medication that my dad is getting, as well as natural thyroid hormones. Soy-bound level thyroxine is not bioavailable. What do I mean by bioavailable? That means that he's getting the thyroid hormone, but it's not in a form his body can actually use, okay? So this means it'll show up in blood test. The thyroid hormone will show up in blood test because he's actually getting the medication and his thyroid gland is making the hormone. So it does show up on a blood test. This is the problem that Hashimoto's patients face throughout the world. And 
I'm going to upset some people, especially in the medical community, but if this is controversial, just, you know, here's your trigger warning. Here's the problem. When people test for a thyroid illness, remember, he's being treated as if he has, quote, hypothyroidism, okay, which is not what he has. That's a symptom. So in the treatment of hypothyroidism, doctors are going to monitor via blood test thyroid levels. They're going to look for one of three hormones that affect the thyroid function. They're going to look for T4 or T3 or TSH. Here's the problem with Hashimoto's patients. There are two problems. All those tests will come back normal every single time. T4, T3, and TSH do not alert doctors to thyroid problems, okay? I told you Hashimoto's thyroiditis is an autoimmune disease. This means the white blood cells attack thyroid hormones and destroy them. When your body, specifically your white blood cells, recognize a foreign entity and attack it, such as a virus or a bacterium, your body makes antibodies. And that is the memory cell or the trigger that tells your body, oh, this is a foreign invader, we need to attack it. When you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you actually have antibodies to your own thyroid hormones. Now, most doctors, and I mean just about any doctor I've ever met, will not test for thyroid antibodies unless you specifically request it. And then they'll usually look at you cockeyed, right? So that's what's going on with my father. His Either his T3 or his TSH or his T4 is being monitored, and it appears normal, especially because he's getting all this levothyroxine pumped into his body, okay? Now, I told you, soy binds to levothyroxine. This would be the equivalent of drinking whole milk without vitamin D. If you don't know, vitamin D has to bind to calcium in order for us to properly digest it and utilize the calcium. Without vitamin D, calcium would just flow through our body, get balled up into our kidneys, and create calcium stones. Calcium has to be in a bioavailable form, i.e. bonded to vitamin D, in order for us as humans to utilize it. It's the same case with my dad's medication. He can't utilize the medicine that is in his bloodstream. And it can't just be in the bloodstream, by the way. The problem is the thyroid hormone that he's getting is not getting into his cells to do its job. The body is sending out the white blood cells to destroy the hormone. And if this hormone gets destroyed and degraded, it cannot be utilized by the body. So it can be at whatever level in his bloodstream. It doesn't matter what the level is in his bloodstream. It matters if it's in a bioavailable form and it's getting into his cells to do its job. If you don't know, thyroid conditions have an 80% heritability rate, meaning that you have an 80% chance of passing on your thyroid condition to your offspring. And my dad has three children and ta-da, I am the one that has this disease, okay? I also have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is why I have had to read about what is okay for me to eat, what kind of medications I can take, how can I, because your thyroid is tied to every aspect of your life. And I mean every aspect. I have had to educate myself on how do I try to live a normal life without exacerbating my Hashimoto's. That's why this case upsets me. This decision upsets me so much because the medical facts are not being documented properly. 
I'm going to continue on because, like I said, the thyroid affects other parts of your life and there are other medical discrepancies in this decision. And I am on page three, okay? And we just got through reading about how the blood test do not give you the accurate picture of whether or not my father's thyroid condition is being medically controlled, which is what the state of Illinois is arguing. And we also don't have a doctor taking responsibility for this. By the way, a medical doctor outside the prison diagnosed my father in a civilian hospital after my father presented with cardiac arrest twice within a week. That's where this medical no-soy diet came from. The civilian doctor connected his heart issue to the amount of soy in his bloodstream and his thyroid hormones were all jacked up and the doctor put all the pieces together and said, you got to stop eating the soy. That's where this diet came from in the first place. And now that was 2005, I think my father went into cardiac arrest and almost died. And here this is 2016 at Danville, and they just took it upon themselves, or a doctor took it upon him or herself, rather, to just take this diet away that a medical doctor issued. I don't even understand it. I get if you think that a medication that someone has been on and they're doing well and they don't need that anymore. That's not what this is. This is a lifestyle choice. My dad needs to avoid soy for the rest of his life. This is not something he can just start incorporating soy back into his diet. It's not an allergy, okay? We're going to get to that too. So Harris later saw a second doctor when he had a painful rash about 45 minutes after he ate soy. That doctor diagnosed the rash as unrelated to Harris's diet. He has ongoing rosacea, a skin condition that causes redness, and that doctor that saw the rash prescribed an anti-inflammatory antibiotic for him. So we have uh, several issues there. One, we don't know who that doctor is, okay? So what, what doctor? Inflammation, better worded, would be edema, which is swelling, with psoriasis plaques, is a symptom of Hashimoto's. And if my father has been given an anti-inflammatory antibiotic, that would suppress the immune system and that would cause the edema and psoriasis to regress. If this appeared 45 minutes after eating this food, then that means that my father is extremely sensitive. So he's extremely sensitive also means that this rosacea was a misdiagnosis, okay? I don't know who diagnosed my father with rosacea, but rosacea is redness that does not go away. It is like a tint of the skin. My dad actually has psoriasis on his face and other parts of his body. Psoriasis is autoimmune induced. That is when the white blood cells attack the skin specifically the bacteria on your skin that help regulate the moisture levels and keep the bad bacteria out, keep good things in. The immune system attacks those bacteria and they die and the skin can't regulate itself and that's how you get psoriasis plaques. So I, I apologize for oversimplifying, but that's where we are. It was a misdiagnosis again. So he was misdiagnosed with hypothyroidism and he's been misdiagnosed with rosacea of course because it feeds into their medical case that they are treating him by giving him levothyroxine and by monitoring his thyroid levels via blood test so if we were to prove that the medical conditions were misdiagnosis this whole entire case would be thrown out this doctor also reviewed harris's blood work like the first doctor he did not order a soy-free diet because harris had tested negative for a soy allergy twice and a recent blood test showed that his thyroid was stable I already explained why thyroid hormones will appear normal in the bloodstream for Hashimoto's patients. And again, they're trying to claim that he has hypothyroidism and that they are adequately treating him for that. But like we just stated, my father's still having Hashimoto's symptoms. So that doesn't work out. And who, who talked about an allergy?
allergy. My father wasn't sure what was going on. He just described his symptoms as allergy-like. He never said he had an allergy, and he does not have an allergy. Because I just read to you, he was tested for the soy allergy twice, and he tested negative. He doesn't have an allergy, but he's still reacting to the soy. Dun, da, da. He doesn't have a soy allergy. And this was the premise of their defense. Harris doesn't have a soy allergy. My father doesn't have a soy allergy. That's the premise of this entire defense. The entire case is actually about not him being allergic to soy. The entire point of this case is about how soy affects his Hashimoto's thyroiditis, not whether or not he has a soy allergy. My father never claimed that what they were feeding him exacerbated his allergy. On page two, it says during the first paragraph, Harris has hypothyroidism, which means his thyroid gland does not produce enough essential hormones. Some medical professionals report that soy can suppress thyroid function, it doesn't explain how, but I've already explained that to you. And Harris believes that soy has caused rashes, gastrointestinal issues, difficulty breathing, trouble sleeping, and brain fog. That is the premise of his lawsuit. I'm going to move down page two to the last paragraph. And it says, Harris filed an unsuccessful grievance contesting the absence of a soy-free diet. Medical staff, the warden explained, had combed through, quote, four volumes, end quote, of records. And nothing supported the claim that Harris had a soy allergy. My dad never claimed to have a soy allergy. The defendants claimed that my father had a soy allergy. My father wanted the no soy diet reinstated because soy in the prison diet exacerbates his Hashimoto's. That is my father's claim. Now they have done a bait and switch where the defendants have claimed that their claim is my father's claim. Oh my gosh. We've already talked about thyroid testing of T4, T3, TSH is not adequate for Hashimoto's patients. And why are they talking about this allergy? Did the grievance that my father filed state that? The one they said was denied? I don't think it did. And at no point in the lawsuit or in my father's grievance did he state he had an allergy, but they stated it in the lawsuit decision as if that was the claim my father made on the grievance. Moving on to page three. I'm at the bottom of page two. I'm going to move on to page three. Harris administratively appealed, meaning he exhausted the grievance process. In denying the appeal, the acting medical director of the Illinois Department of Corrections repeated that nothing suggested that Harris required a new diet. He had been on the regular diet since his arrival at Danville and his within range blood test confirmed a properly functioning thyroid. And this lawsuit filed... Uh, as relevant on appeal, Harris alleged that the doctors, the healthcare unit administrator, and the officials who reviewed his grievance violated the Eighth Amendment by serving him a regular diet. Uh, what my father is claiming is knowingly serving him soy and knowing that it does damage to his body, they served it to him anyway, essentially feeding him poison. It says Harris did not present a tribal claim against the doctors. The undisputed facts show that even though soy can aggravate hypothyroidism, the doctors reasonably decided that, in Harris's case, soy did not harm him. I don't know how they reasonably decided that, except that they were using the blood test, okay? Because even though they were giving him the levothyroxine and they were doing the blood test, he was still experiencing symptoms, which would indicate to anyone in the endocrinology field that he was not being treated successfully. But when you get general practitioners, no offense, general practitioners, you're not going to get a doctor that has a clear understanding of how the, you know, the endocrine system, how it works. They comprehensively reviewed his records, saw no documented allergy, noted that his hypothyroidism now, unlike in 2008, is well controlled with medicine and knew from medical literature that a person with well-managed hypothyroidism does not require a soy-free diet. This is absolutely horse crap, garbage, lies, lies, lies like a cheap rug, not even a good lie.
Okay. I have questions. Why did Danville take it upon themselves to cancel this diet that a doctor had ordered? And who's going to take responsibility for actually canceling my father's diet? Uh, He had medically inappropriate tests done. Did anyone test for thyroid antibodies? At no point was this mentioned and nobody seemed to test for this. And even the tests that they did do, what were the ranges of those tests? Because sometimes the ranges for thyroid tests are so far that people can be experiencing hypo or hyperthyroid symptoms because they're at the lower or upper end of the ranges respectively. But doctors still ignore them because they're, quote, within range or, quote, normal or their thyroid levels are, quote, adequate. Thyroid patients get this all the time. This is why people with thyroid disorders have to be their own advocates because even though they're testing, quote, normal, they're still experiencing symptoms and they do still need treatment so they can feel at their best. And what literature did these people cite? At no point was this literature brought up in the lawsuit. As someone with Hashimoto's myself, I can tell you that I have read medical literature, medical testing, dietary recommendations. I have worked with a nutritionist, a certified nutritionist, and soy is not fed to women in Logan Correctional Center in Illinois. Just, you know, something to think about. I know that soy is a known irritant to thyroid conditions. Everything that I have read for myself told me to avoid soy. As soon as I started getting the soy out of my life, I started feeling better. This lawsuit makes me so angry. I should say this decision to the lawsuit makes me so angry. The lawsuit itself does not. And my father has told me, now that he's educated on the symptoms of Hashimoto's and thyroid diseases in general, Uh, because obviously he experiences both ends of the spectrum with being a Hashimoto's patient, he can see when it is affecting other inmates. Medical literature also that I have read suggests that only one in three thyroid patients actually realize that they have a thyroid condition. This lawsuit should have gone a different way, and so should the medical diagnoses. Gosh, this just makes me so angry. Please, advocate for your loved ones. Become educated on their medical conditions and the Wexford doctors that are treating them. And like I stated earlier, no offense to general practitioners, but general practitioners are not endocrinologists. And even working with a good endocrinologist, you have to be a savvy patient. You have to be educated and you have to advocate for yourself because you won't get the treatment that you need because you're going to get tested for regular thyroid levels and you're going to come back normal. You're going to be told you're within range, just like my dad was, just like a lot of people are. Mary Showman has a book, Living Well with Hypothyroidism, What Your Doctor Doesn't Tell You That You Need to Know. And she tells you all about going through the process of getting diagnosed and the doctors that she had to see and how she had to advocate for herself. So this legal decision has already been made and there's nothing that we can do to change it. My father has exhausted his appeals process in court. He's exhausted the grievance process at the prison level. So what can we do, you and I? At this moment, we can't do anything to change this specific decision, but you can keep in contact with your loved ones and you can get educated about their medical conditions and the Wexford doctors that they have to deal with. Secondly, you can advocate for your loved one by purchasing Mary Showman, S-H-O-M-O-N, Showman, purchasing her book and becoming educated about what 
thyroid conditions are like. You can help your loved one navigate the grievance process, and you can use my dad's book, The Prisoner's Guide for Filing a Winning Grievance, which is available on Amazon, to help your loved one navigate the grievance process in prison and try to get rid of the soy in that diet. Third, uh, you can always use the Freedom of Information Act to find out if the Illinois Department of Corrections is, is receiving soy and if the state of Illinois is giving kickbacks to Archer Daniels Midland, which is supplying the soy. Until then, be well, wash your hands, take advantage of the video visits that GTL offers, and reach out to your loved ones. Email us with your questions at email address freerocky at freerockynation.org. Listen to us. Anywhere you can find your podcasts, but specifically iTunes, Spotify, and Pandora. Check out my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare, 100 Filthy Raunchy Jokes, 100 More Filthy Raunchy Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance. Keep up to date with the issues on our blog at freelarryrockyharrisx2.com. For anyone that's interested, I'm going to put a link to my own test that demonstrates antibodies to my thyroid hormones and confirms my initial Hashimoto's thyroiditis diagnosis.